The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, Real Paranormal Activity is proud to present The Sandman Lullaby with your host, Patrick Sean Jones. start the show. I had a dream, which was not all a dream. The bright sun was extinguished and the stars did wonder, darkening in the eternal space, rayless and pathless and the ice earth swung blind and blackened in the moonless air morn came and went and came and brought no day and men forgot the passions and the dread of this their desolate and all hearts were childish and a selfish prayer for light and they did live by watchfires, and the thrones, the palaces of crowned kings, the huts, the habitations of all things which dwell, were burnt for beacons. Cities were consumed, and men were gathered round their blazing homes to look once more into each other's face. Happy were those who dwelt within the eye of the volcano, and their mountain torch of fearful hope was only the world contained. Forests were set on fire, but hour by hour they fell and faded, and the crackling trunks extinguished with a crash, and all was black. The brows of men by despair light worn an unearthly aspect as by fits that flashed fell upon them some laid down and hid their eyes and wept and some did rest their chins upon their clutched hands and smited and others hurried to and fro and fed the funeral pyres with fuel and looked up with mad despotude on the dull sky the pall of the past world, and then again with curses cast them down upon the dust, and gashed their teeth, and howled the wild birds, and terrified did flutter to the ground. 
and flapped their useless wings, and the wildest brutes came tame and tremendous, with vipers crawled, and tended themselves among the multitude, hissing, but stingless. They were slain for food, and war, which was for a moment no more, did glut himself again, and the meal was brought with blood, and each stale suddenly passed, gored himself in gloom, no love was left. All earth but one thought, and that was of death. Immediate and ingenerous, and the pang and the famine fell upon the entrails. Men died, and their bones were tombless as their flesh. The meager by the meager were devoured. Even dogs assailed their masters, all save one, and he was faithful to the course, and kept to the birds and the beasts and famished men at bay till hunger clung them or dripping dead lurked their lank jaws himself sought out no food but with a pitless and pinchful moan and the quick desolate cry licked his hand which answered not with a careless then he died the crowd of the famished by degree, but two of the enormous cities did survive. And they were enemies. They met beside the dying embers of the altar place where they had been hipped masses of holy things. For an only holy vestige they raked up and shriveling scraped with their cold skeletal hands the feeble ashes and their feeble breath blew for a little life and made a flame which was a mockery. Then they lift up their eyes as the glowing light and beheld each other's aspect, saw and shrieked and died when of their multitude hideous they did die, unknowing who he was upon who they brow famine had wrought a fiend. The world was void. The populace and the powerful were as a lump. Seasonless, herbless, treeless, manless, lifeless. The lump of death, a chaos of hard clay. The rivers, lakes, and oceans all stood still and nothing stirred within the silent depths. Ships sailorless lay rotting upon the sea, and their masts fell down piecemeal as they dropped. They slept on the abyss without a surge. The waves were dead. The tides were its grave. The moon, their mistress, had expired before the winds were withered in the stagnant air and the clouds perished darkness had no need of eight of them she 
was the universe. Sandman Lullaby here on RPA. Yeah, that's the real Paranormal Activity Network. As always, I'd like to thank each and every one of you for hitting that little button and uh, checking what's going on in the world of the paranormal. Dreams, ghosts, goblins, in this beautiful month of October. Hey, I'm in the middle of something really going on here at the radio station. And really, I didn't have time to go out there and grab and grab and grab and grab everybody to do a uh, to do some interviews. So actually, I'm going to turn this episode, as I've done in another episode, into a PSA. Yeah, that's a public service announcement. And this public service announcement this time is on service. Why? Are we here today? The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What is the purpose of us in our existence? Is it just to sit around and watch time go by? Or is it of, to be of service to one another? First, I'm going to talk to Jerry. And uh, let's see what Jerry has to say. Why are we here today? What can we possibly accomplish in this life? What is the point of it all? What is the point of doing what we are doing every day and today? To me, knowing the why of it, makes life a lot easier. I know that whenever I do something, I want a reason, a point, a purpose. And so for my life, I finally have a good why. The reason I'm here is to be of use, of service, helpful for you. That's why I am here, is to be useful, to be of service to you. I think of it like being a waiter at a restaurant. 
I'm here to be of service. And that's why I'm alive. That's why I do everything that I do. I'm here to be of service. I'm here to be useful to other people. And so that allows me to have a lot of peace and serenity in dealing with my daily life. The things I'm given in my daily life are for me to learn how I can best be of service. When I lived my life as a kid and as a young adult, the main purpose of my life was to have fun. Now that caused a lot of problems because what does it mean to have fun? Well, it means excitement. It often means chaos and confusion. And when you're 6, 10 years old, maybe it's okay to just live to have fun. When you get to be 30 years old, living to have fun doesn't work very well anymore. The world wants service out of everyone in it. The world wants everyone in it to be useful. And so when you go around and do things that aren't useful, you don't usually get rewarded for it. Now, of course, you can always see exceptions. But people tend to get rewarded for doing things that are of service, being useful to other people. When it's in terms of jobs, you tend to get rewarded when you're really effective at giving other people something. When it's relationships, you tend to find great relationships when you do a great job being of service to other people. When it's your personal life, if you're of service to other people, you tend to have a happy, peaceful life. So when I started to see that service was the point, was the purpose of my life, then it made my life much easier. All I need to do is figure out what the next right thing for me to do is for everyone. But I couldn't see service as a point of my life as long as I was interested in my personal fun. My personal fun also caused me a lot of misery and pain and suffering. And so it helps me to look at the entire span of my life to see about my personal fun. And whether you're living for personal gain or to build a legacy, let's look at it this way. Who were you before you were born? You can't ultimately be any more than that after you die. It doesn't matter what you create in and of itself. It doesn't matter how many toys you have when you die. Some people like to say that the guy who dies with the most toys wins. In other words, the richest person wins. What do you win? When you die, you then have more things to give up because you came into this world with nothing and you will leave with nothing. And so what can you accomplish in the meantime more than being useful to others? To love and interact with and support and be there to help others. Because you can't really make anything that lasts. People look at these impressive legacies, companies, all these buildings. Ah, you want to make something in your life that lasts. You want to be remembered. Don't worry. No matter how much you do in this life, you'll be forgotten at some point. And so I can't really make anything that's enduring, that's a real legacy, because give it a 100,000, maybe a million or a billion years, even the sun will die. Even the sun, which seems like such a fixture of life in this solar system, will die. 
And so that helps to see what the purpose of life is. That helps me to stop running around like a rat in a rat race, trying to grab the next toy or trying to grab a fistful of dollars or trying to grab a little more reputation. No matter what kind of reputation you build, it will fade and die. No matter how powerful or important you are, it will go away. You will be a no one someday. You were a no one coming into this world and you will be a no one going out of this world. And so all you can really do is to be useful to other people while you're here. And to understand that other people being here, that all of these other parts of the universe are proof that there's much more than just this one life. There's so many other things to do. You don't need to look for a parallel universe. Someone's living your parallel universe right now. Someone else is living a life very similar to yours but slightly different right now. And when you see the service and the unity component, how we're all interlinked and that the greatest thing you can do is be useful to other people, then you get out of yourself. You're not so interested in your personal fun. And that's what's happened to me. The more I could see that other people were a part of my life, the more I could get into being useful for other people, the more I got out of pain and suffering and misery. And the more I gave up the idea that I need to have fun as the primary purpose of my life. I need to be of service as the primary purpose of my life. There are so many people online looking for this kind of message. And there's so few people relatively communicating it. And there's so few people with an audience communicating it. There are lots of people who are communicating it. Don't get me wrong. There are tons of people communicating it. I am one voice out of many voices that is trying to share honestly from the heart with no script, just the pleasure and joy of being alive here with you today. And a few words that might help you to find the same peace and serenity in your own heart. So I pray today that I am of service to you and to the world. I pray that I work to be useful for the people in my life closest to me especially and to you and everyone else in the world. And I pray that by sharing this message with you, you have the same opportunity to find the purpose in life that brings you peace and happiness. And I hope you have a great day today. Thank you, Jerry. See, the thing is, is why are we here? What is our calling in life? Like me, I am a volunteer at a radio station. And we come here to help our community in different ways. And that's my way of service. That's way of serving my community and serving my fellow man. And let me, well, it, it's easier just to do it this way. And let's, let's just, let's talk to somebody about this. Just like that. Magic. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we got Joe Ellen Shulky. Perfect. Yeah. I, I'm pretty bad at pronouncing names like that, you know, from coming from Polk County. In Lakeland, Florida, education is not very big in Florida, as you know. Well, I don't know. I was in eighth grade before I could say and spell my whole name correctly. Really? So, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what is your background anyways? 
I am uh, my ethnic background. All your background, your his. All you know. my background, everything. Tell, g- give me it all in three seconds. Go ahead. No, go. I'm a I'm a mutt from New York. That's what it is. <laughs> That's what it is. Actually, you are the community relations manager at WMNF Tampa. And that brings me into this whole PSA. What I was talking about was service, service and commitment. People serve and commit in different ways. Like me, I've been at the radio station like for 14 years now. And what a lot of people make the mistake of thinking is that a lot of the programmers that work here actually get paid. Mm-mm-mm. And we're all vol- volunteers. Even the staff members who do shows, they're um our time on the air is volunteer time. Only the news people here are paid to be on the air. Everyone else is giving their time, and it's a choice that it sounds like a choice, but as you know, as someone who does it, it gets into your skin and you're yeah, it, not it, doing it. But it's work, and people treat it so seriously. And I think that's part of the important part when you're talking about community service and serving the community is people put so much care and effort into what they do. They're very aware of serving the listeners and serving the community by playing the community's music and answering the phone and going out to events and things like that. So that's a a very small part of serving the community that WMNF provides. What got you interested in service? I, I think I grew up in that. I think it was a family default in that my Mom always was doing something, and my parents were always helping individuals. I'm also, I grew up very shy and uh, thought it would be a good way for me to just have friends if I just sort of showed up and helped out. (laughs) I mean, honestly. And then I am really passionate about connecting people. But that's everything I've done has been, how can I get these people to meet and bond and, and have a sense of place, know that you know, this is where I am and this is where I live and it has its own flavor and importance. And I think part of doing that is by uh, that you started off saying the word commitment and commitment and community are so related, you know, that that having people do stuff together matters. So every single thing has been sort of a function of how do I get people together? Okay, now this is how you you help the community now how do you think your mental being would be if you didn't have that chance of service when life is rough and life is hard my again my default is to get out of my brain and out of my own problems is to go do something for someone else with someone else whether it's a political action where I'm knocking on doors for candidates that I like or uh, or trying to get a Uh, something important to me on a a national or or statewide level passed, or it's uh, working with the arts and trying to get artists known more or anything. I mean, I I volunteer like I'm a ridiculous person. (laughs) I volunteer. So so it makes me feel better when I'm not feeling good about myself or not feeling good about my life, going out and and getting out of my own existence and, and... seeing other people sometimes they have more than I do sometimes they have less than I do but whatever else they're different and it gives me great perspective and you do a show at WMNF called Art in Your Ear I do and would you like to tell me a little bit about Art in Your Ear (laughs) it's a it's a show it's it consists primarily of interviews of people uh, locally 
doing something in the arts. So uh, defined pretty traditionally as, you know, visual arts, performance arts, writing, film, think poetry, all, all those different things. And then um, with a little bit of music mixed in. And it's, it's again, it's the same thing. It's community stuff. I mean, I, this area is so rich with talent and creativity. And so that's the other half of the show is having people listen and think, maybe I should do a little, I should do something for myself. Because I think we all have these talents that we push aside or don't honor or, you know, we make our own thing third or fourth or fifth or sixth on the list instead of saying, no, you know what, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to draw. Um, so those are kind of the two, the dual things. And plus, I love music. I don't know how you guys do music shows, because to me, when I do a music show, I get like panicky and scared and like, ah, it's oh, so hard. Um, so four songs, a, a show is great for me. Um, so I, I get that sort of met. So uh, another question is, all right, within your commitment of service and your commitment to serving people, what would you say if you had the chance just to talk you know, the radio station, you're, we're heard all over the world. Okay, we're heard all over the world at WMNF.org for the people that don't have the chance to be in the Tampa Bay area. But if you could just give a message of, of, of commitment and service to helping your fellow man, you have that opportunity. What would you say? When we do uh, an act of goodness for ourselves and for others... I believe that we're putting something into the world that desperately needs it right now. There's a lot of acts of, uh, of not goodness <laughs> and the, the people do bad things. And then all of a sudden, when you act good, when you help someone, when you do something that you, you know, I mean, I get, I get the most out of my volunteering. No one gets more. No, it, it helps me the most, but still you're helping others somehow. And I do believe that it's essential to how the, the universe works that we keep on putting this goodness into the world whether it's a, a small act of holding the door for someone or doing something thoughtful and not asking for praise for it to something larger where you make a commitment that I'm going to do this every single week and I'm going to help and I'm going to you know if it's a guardian ed litem program or rescuing dogs or you know whatever it is that matters to you that energy that we put into the world to make it better is so important because if it wasn't there, we would just sort of succumb to darkness. That's what I got. Wow. That's beautiful. If people want to contribute to our ministry, well, basically I see mm-hmm. this as my ministry. Uh, how can they, right. uh, if they, You're if they my don't reverend, are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if they don't have the actual, uh, phone number and address that they, if they want to help, if they don't have a place that they can go themselves, but if they want to help us with our ministry, how do they get in touch with us? Uh, they can go the easiest way, especially during a fun drive, <laughs> the easiest way to get in touch with us. Uh, you can go online to WMNF.org. Right in the middle of that page, there's some information about signing up as a volunteer. Uh, if you want to find out about volunteer opportunities at other places besides WMNF, if you go to our community section, community events, a lot of people put events in there and you can contact those organizations. If we're not, you know, if we're not lighting your fire for being here, you can always call us at 813-238-8001 or stop in. We're, we're uh, just off the interstate in Tampa and our doors are, uh, we're a very welcoming place. Our doors are open to you if you want to come help. 
Joellen, you're a very beautiful person. And so are you. I love you so much. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Joellen. Uh, yeah, the thing about it is in volunteering, it's where are you going to find your purpose in life? You have to find that purpose if you're going to have like, like my mom, she would have her cookie ministry. She would go out to nursing homes and she'd pass out cookies to people and talk to them because the biggest thing to serving people is basically coming one on one with them. The biggest way to bridge a separation of two people is with a smile. And sometimes that smile works very good. And usually a cookie makes it work very much quicker. Uh, The reason why I did this PSA is because like I said, I'm in, the, I'm in the middle of my fun drive for my radio show, and I thought I really couldn't let time go by without really talking because, you know, the fun drive is talking about service and committing to this radio station that I work for. But for the people out there in the world of the paranormal, you know, everybody's looking for a commitment and looking for service. So if you actually do want to help me with you know, my ministry, I don't make a dime off this. Uh, you could always call, uh, like she said, 813-238-8001. Or you can always go to WMNF.org. If they ask for the name of the show, the show that I do is named Psycho Realms. I've been playing uh, heavy metal, death metal in the Tampa Bay area for like the past uh 14 years and uh Tampa was the birthplace of death metal. And uh, if you turn on the radio and you think Satan's coming to get you, most likely that's me on the air. But, you know, we play all types of music. We play speed metal, Christian metal, any type of metal that was usually out there. But uh, otherwise, I'm going to go right back into working on this uh, fun drive that I'm doing. And uh, don't forget, on Monday, you have Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast, with your host. Mr. Aaron Hunter. Yeah, he's the man of the hour, the man with the power, the man that is too sweet to be sour. And on Tuesday, you have Aaron's Horror Show. That is with Mr. Aaron Frail, and he's a writer. He's a director. If you actually listened to the last episode of the Sandman Lullaby, he uh, gave you a lot of his input on really what he thinks of uh, some of the world of dreams and the paranormal. And on Wednesday, you have Terry's Mysterious Moments with Terry from Texas. And uh, he does a lot of things on cryptoids and brain scratchers. And lately he's been doing uh, episodes about haunted hotels. So if you want to get in touch with them, you're always more than welcome to get in touch with them. If you go to Facebook, they have their uh, own pages and they have their name with their email on their pages. If you want to get in touch with me, that's Mr. Patrick Sean Jones. That's at sandmanlullaby at gmail.com. Let me try to spell this. S-A-N-D-M-A-N-L-U-L-L-A-B-Y. I'm really surprised I could actually spell that because like I said, here in uh, Florida, our education is not the best. Uh, anything I got left to say to you? Think about it. How are you going to serve your fellow man? Why are we here today? Are we here to accomplish something in life? What are you doing every day to help your fellow man? This is something you should think about. This is something that will make you rise with your higher power. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, till next time, you've been in the Sandman Lullaby.
<laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.